0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back, folks. And uh, NOPD Chief Ann Kirkpatrick joins us. Chief, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Sheriff. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Chief, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. We know you're very busy. Chief, I'm just going to start off on a light end here. You've been here for several months now. Um, Got to imagine you're acclimating to the city. What are you finding? What are you enjoying?
1: Oh, my gosh, I'm enjoying every single part of every my whole experience. <laughs> I, I love the city. city's been very welcoming, and the police department is just fabulous. And they, too, have been also very welcoming to me. So, overall, I'm just, you know, I'm just very, very pleased that I have been given this opportunity.
0: And you speak with a voice of experience because you've been through this process before, maybe not to upset the other places you've been. I mean, where do we rank?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, you know, this is the end of my career. And the way I look at this is that I'm being given the opportunity to be, and uh, probably one of the most sought after, most uh, from the Chiefs' perspective, uh, to get to be New Orleans is just the highlight for me. Now, and then that. I, I loved every single one of my other agencies, but it's like having more than one child. You can always love right. more than one child. <laughs> and so, uh, but to have this, uh, to get to be here, you know, is a crown to a forty-year career.
0: Well, Chief, I-, I could say that was very well done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you must have more than one child.
0: <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. You understand. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. Chief, um, you know, Human Capital Matters, you reported the other day to the council some some uh, encouraging news about uh, recruitment and, and retention as well. Tell us about it.
1: Well, I will say that as I have tried to share around the city and in every venue, like yourself, the top three goals I have for the department. So crime, obviously, was the top And then we talked about moving into the sustainability period for the consent decree. And the third one is this recruiting and retention. So first of all, let's talk about retention. Uh, We have reduced the retention rate when we're talking about the number of people percentage-wise who left this year compared to the year before, and that's been cut about 50%. Uh, So that's a very encouraging Uh, Secondly, the recruiting. So you should be able to be driving around town and seeing some incredibly beautiful uh, billboards. And they are fantastic. And then you should be seeing some television commercials about recruiting. So there's a full court press on recruiting. And just this morning, we just uh, started a brand-new class of 18 cadets So, as you know, we wanted to build a pipeline uh, through with our youth in our city to um, run them through the pipeline, cadet program being one of them, uh, that hopefully will lead them into being full-time police officers for us. So there you go on the recruiting issue.
0: Yeah, I mean, those are very encouraging numbers. You said that your goal um, was to add 200 uh, if you would, describe for the listening audience what that actually means. Let's say you achieve your goal, the difference between, yeah. I guess, the 908 to the 1108 and, and, and how that works yeah. from an operational standpoint and the importance of saying.
1: Well, as a sheriff uh, yourself, you really understand that in the arena of law enforcement to onboard, to bring into the police department, let's say even one person that we hired to put into the academy, that one person, we probably looked at 100 candidates to get to that one. So understanding strategy, you have to think about if you want to hire 200 officers, just do the math. Uh, So that means thousands of applicants need to come to the table that we can process to say, here's the, here's the chosen. So the name of the game is to be sure your application pool is larger than what we have been accustomed to. And so that's what it means uh, for a, a person who's listening, who doesn't quite um, have a history of understanding. We have to go through quite a few processes,
0: In the end, though, if you succeed and you, let's say, over the next uh, 24 or 36 months, you're able to hire or even shorter. um, I'm not sure what your timeline is to hire the 200. From an operational standpoint of the NOPD and the services that they provide to the citizens of the city, how important is that to them? In, in, In other words, what would the citizen expect if they had 200 more police on the street?
1: Sure. That, uh, again, excellent question, Chair. So a citizen should expect quicker response to when they call 911. Because we have fewer officers actually in the street answering the volume of calls for service, it, you know, again, it's kind of a triage situation. So by having more officers available to take on calls for 911, we actually can, therefore, get there quicker. I mean, it's just things like that. Also, simple presence. Hopefully you will see that officer driving around in your district and things like that. And presence matters uh, because it's a deterrence type of thing. So those would be very uh, fungible fruit on the tree.
0: Yeah, very overt as well. You mentioned response time. There's been a change in leadership at the 911 center. Um, I know that you know the importance of it. I I understood that as well when I was a sheriff. Actually, we took over management of 911 because we were handling about 99% of the calls that come out of there anyway. Um, And This new leadership, in my view, seems to have really taken on a lot of different initiatives and have been very successful. How important is that to you to see these advances made in in the 911 center?
1: Oh, well, it's not only important to me in running an organization, but all the way down to that officer in that patrol car getting that call over that radio. So, first of all, uh, I congratulate Carl. Fast uh, sold. The board uh, nominated or made a decision this week to make him permanent. My observations of him as a leader is that he is—he's he, very open to what do we need to do to make things happen and make changes. Uh, he's action-oriented. Uh, he's supportive of his team. All of those things are what make for a very good leader, but all of the other public safety partners, like the fire chief, the EMS, and ourselves, uh, he's very much a been uh, hey, I'm here, and what, what can we do collectively to make the changes that are necessary? He's making some significant changes, or even right now as we speak.
0: Is it refreshing for you? I know it would be for me when you have a leader that actually understands the technology, understands the you know what what it can do yeah. and what it cannot do, without some improvement. So yeah, you sir. gain a better understanding of what your expectations may be. Right.
1: Correct. Because having a uh, knowing the questions to ask regarding an organizational change: should we make this change? Should we not? Uh, any good leader. With experience, will know the questions to ask uh, so that you don't make changes unnecessary, or which is destabilizing, or Mm -hmm. you're not uh, making changes that are moving you in the direction that you want to go. You can make a change, but if it doesn't get you where you want to go, then it's uh, uh, futile. And so uh, that's why experience in so many ways matters. You learn the questions to ask.
0: Yeah, and I got to imagine that in New Orleans it wasn't much different than the experience in Jefferson Parish. The NOPD is is handling the lion's share of activity that that comes through the nine one one system, right?
1: Well, it's, it, exactly, but that's also a function of population as well. Although Jefferson yeah. Parish is pretty big in its own population, uh, but the call for service load I uh, to be. Tell you true, I know the population difference, and Jefferson Parish is a larger population, is my understanding, or maybe close to our population. I know our call for service load. I do not know theirs.
0: Yeah, well, they, they've always been very similar. I mean, you know, we would typically have more, but it, it all depends, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. In the neighborhood, how much they embrace law enforcement agency, whether there's any reluctance. But I, I just use that as an indication of how important this is, of this new leadership. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of your being able to your reduce your response time, which I think a lot of people would be very excited about. They were always excited when we posted our response times that we were able to improve yeah. upon them. 911 yeah. is key. Because yep. <laughs> you know, it all starts there.
1: Chief. Um, Absolutely. And it. The, and it yeah, it even starts at the t- at how the person answers the call, because the person who answers sure. the call is not the person dispatcher. And so yep. efficiencies matter even in there.
0: Absolutely. Chief, um, i was been reading a series of articles uh, across the country in almost every major urban center um, in, in the country, and I'm sure you have as well. Juvenile crime has been a real issue, and juvenile crime or uh, mm-hmm juvenile uh, criminal justice systems have been taxed to the max a lot of folks are are trying some really exotic things to try and manage it Um, some going back to some of the basics of juvenile truancy programs being a lot proactive a lot more proactive because the truancy that we uh, percentages we're finding in in the urban areas the numbers are crazy i've never seen any Thing as high as, as what we're experiencing right now. The pandemic had something right. to do with it and contribute to it. What are your thoughts about trying to embark upon a real proactive truancy program?
1: You know, that's a great uh, uh, question as well, Sheriff. So I have, since I've been here now, met with a lot of different groups. Uh, I do know, I think it was the NOLA coalition that I met with, and I had about 100 people in that audience. They primarily were uh, um, nonprofit organizations with a focus on the youth issues, how to divert them, uh, a truancy Uh, In some parts of the country, you can't enforce truancy. But I think the main thing is getting services, wraparound services to these kids who are not in school. They shouldn't be roaming the streets. But what services can we connect these uh, 501Cs, these nonprofits, with wraparound services? How do we get them down into the street Where the kid is walking around, and how do we do the intervention versus uh, rounding the kids up and putting them into a truancy school program? I think there's a balance in both. I don't think you throw out either side. I think we need to get to the middle in dealing with an enforcement arm, but primarily a wraparound services arm. That's what I'd like to see. No,
0: I I agree. I'm not— Suggesting that this should be a law enforcement related activity. In fact, I much prefer yeah. it to be a school system related activity and then yeah. only uh, law enforcement having to deal with the most problematic child that's out there, you know, in the aftermath.
1: Yeah, you uh, and I, yeah. you know, it, you and I are like minded about that mindset. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and it, it's curious because we just don't see. I, and I've I've talked to some of the same folks with the NOLA Coalition of of the importance of it. We used to have a problem in JP, and uh, we we yeah. embarked on on a program that was run through the school system, and gave them the tools necessary. And if they needed our assistance, we were there. Um, and it was very successful.
1: Hey, I, hey sheriff. Yeah.
0: Yes. So sheriff,
1: uh, well, you got my contact. Will you send me that program?
0: Sure, absolutely. Send me
1: the program you're well, referencing. No. <laughs> you have the program, send it to me.
0: I I will do that. I know you're very busy. You only had a few minutes to spend with us. I we truly appreciate the time that you've spent with us today, and look forward to getting you back on the show again, Chief.
1: Hey, I'd like that very much, Sheriff. And appreciate the time to to reach your audience, and I look forward to our next time together, Sheriff.
0: Thank you so much. And if, I, if it's not before the holidays, have a great holiday season.
1: Same to you. Bye-bye.
0: Okay, that's Chief uh, Ann Kirkpatrick with the NOPD. We will be right back, folks. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.